From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, December 14th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine says two hospitals have received the coronavirus vaccine today and eight more will get it tomorrow. ONN's Dave James reports. DeWine says the hospitals at Ohio State University in Columbus and at the University of Cincinnati each received 975 doses this morning and the same number are going out tomorrow to eight more hospitals around Ohio. Very, very exciting day for Ohio. Uh, This really is the day we've been waiting for. It starts the process of the end. We know the end is a long way off, but the end now is in sight. Healthcare workers who work directly with COVID patients are the first to receive the vaccine. Dave James, I went in news. Among the least contested outcomes of the 2020 presidential election was President Donald Trump's eight-point victory here in Ohio. And this afternoon, Ohio's Republican electors closed an otherwise controversial election season for the state. All 18 of Ohio's Republican electors cast their Electoral College votes for President Trump during an hour-long ceremony in the Senate chamber of the Ohio State House. Republican Secretary of State Frank LaRose boasted that other states could look to Ohio as a shining example of an election conducted without incident. Republican stalwart and former elections chief Ken Blackwell said Trump may still claim national victory as he continues to attempt to undo the results of the election. The body of a worker recovered following a power plant collapse in southern Ohio last week has been identified. A spokesperson for Detroit-based demolition contractor Adamo Group has confirmed in an email 42-year-old Doug Gray died in the collapse. Gray was from Greenup County, Kentucky. News outlets report the man was found dead Saturday in the rubble of the Killen Generating Station in Manchester, Ohio. A second worker is still missing and hasn't been publicly identified. The power plant collapsed last Wednesday. Three other workers who were trapped had been rescued shortly after the collapse. A prison in Toledo is dealing with a coronavirus outbreak. Tyler Paley has more. The Ohio National Guard now has a presence and is stationed at the Toledo Correctional Institution in North Toledo. That's because nearly 25% of the prison's correctional officers are now sick with COVID-19, according to the Ohio Department of Corrections. The corrections officers who aren't sick are now being asked to work 12-hour days. 40 members of the Ohio National Guard are working in the prison right now. I'm Tyler Paley. A weekend single-vehicle crash has claimed three lives in Portage County. More from ONN's Michael Kelly. The State Highway Patrol post in Ravenna says a 2015 Chevy Silverado with eight passengers struck a tree just off the right side of a road around 3.30 on Sunday afternoon. No word yet on a cause, but the Silverado is a pickup truck available in a four-door cab advertising seating up to six. Troopers say in addition to the three deaths, the other five passengers suffered serious injuries and were taken to a nearby hospital. Michael Kelly, ONN News. Ohio could see a record year when it comes to gun sales. Molly Brewer has the details. From January through October, the FBI received nearly 800,000 requests for background checks for gun sales. Statistics show these requests spiked in March when COVID-19 prompted a statewide shutdown. At that time, over 114,000 background checks were requested. But some say the pandemic is just the start. Social unrest this summer also spurred sales. Some saying this year's events created the right circumstances to jump in and finally by a weapon. Constantly being hit with controversial stories, uh, things that are going wrong around the country, and I think this upset that people feel has just gone throughout the year. I'm Molly Brewer.
A U.S. Marshal has called remarks he made immediately after the fatal shooting of a black man in Columbus by a white sheriff's deputy premature. Peter Tobin is the U.S. Marshal for the Southern District of Ohio, including the capital of Columbus. On December 4th, Tobin said the shooting of Casey Goodson Jr. earlier that day was justified. Tobin said on Friday his comments were based on insufficient information. Tobin also distanced the U.S. Marshals Service from the deputy who shot Goodson. Tobin said the deputy's work for a Marshals task force had ended. His statement came minutes before hundreds gathered downtown to protest Goodson's death. Protests were held over the weekend, mostly peacefully. Ohio State's fall commencement was held yesterday. Angela Ann has more. Thousands of students are saying see you later to the Ohio State University. Class of 2020, I salute you. And I look forward to the new chapters you will write for America. You are the sum of your experiences. So use every one of them to make us better. God bless you. And go Bucks. Jerry Revish, former TV anchor, delivered the commencement address for the fall ceremony Sunday with more than 3,900 students receiving their degrees as part of this virtual ceremony. I'm Angela Ann. Three years ago, it looked like the Columbus crew was moving to Austin, Texas. On Saturday, they beat the defending champs to win the title as construction continues on a new stadium downtown. Dom Tiberi has more with manager Caleb Porter. The crew SC are the champions of Major League Soccer, knocking off the Seattle Sounders three to nothing to win the MLS Cup title. They had their time. It was going to be about our time. It was going to be about our year and our day. And we weren't going to let anything stop us from getting that trophy and bringing it to the fans here in Columbus. It's also a special time for the fans, especially for those fans who helped to save this team. I'm Dom Tiberi reporting. And the Cleveland Indians' name could soon be a thing of the past after more than 100 years. Brittany Bailey explains. The New York Times is reporting the official announcement could come this week. Now, this decision comes more than two years after the team started to distance itself from the Chief Wahoo logo. The Indians' name is considered insensitive, of course, to indigenous peoples. There's no word yet on what the new name could be, and so the team could decide to take the route of the Washington football team and go by the Cleveland baseball team in the meantime. I'm Brittany Bailey. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.